Mo, the kids, how kids are resilient, but how your kids doing uh, during this whole thing? Give me a breakdown. Uh, my, you know, you know, my kids, they're they're good. I mean, you know, they've had a a real good upbringing. Uh, they, I'm not talking about. Uh, I'm talking about right now with the quarantine, man. You talking about the I, upbringing? I, but but that's what I'm saying. They they were. They I were raised them right. Okay. <laughs> um, now Legends bottle. He liked this bottle. Like I don't need that minutia. I know, but I'm saying that uh, they're insulated. In other words, they have they have had a they've had a lot. So what's being taken away right now is not really affecting them. They're they're cool with it. They understand sacrifice. They they get it. They're they're smart kids. They actually get you know what this sounds like. This sounds like I asked Mo kids how they're doing, and Mo wrote the statement. (laughs) Tell them you you had a lot, so when they take stuff from you, you're fine. Tell them I raised you right. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So every so so Mo, it's like uh, the pandemic never happened. The kids are fine. You know, I I mean, just nothing. Not uh, just a blip on the radar. I would say this. London is because he's 17, uh, because he's London is getting a little bit of cabin fever. But the other thing is he's he's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Asymptomatic spreader. But (laughs) he's curious about he's curious about what his his senior year is going to be, because, you know, that's your most important year. Have you given him the hard, cold truth yet? That's going to be. Yeah, he's he's worried. He's he's, Uh, yeah. Did you give him the hard, cold truth? That is not going to be existent, non-existent. Uh, man, it's well, more to it him, than that. <laughs> we had one talk where we were talking about sports and 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 because because he was the captain, he's the captain of the lacrosse team. Okay, and so he uh, and he was on he's on the football team too. Uh, but he, man, he's he doing it I, all, right? I, I mean, I yeah, he's just a well-adjusted cat. He un- he understands that whatever's going to happen with the school year is beyond his control. So he's just cur- not worried, Jr. Just curious to kind of you you know to get it over with. Yeah. Okay, what's it going to be? Is it going to be this? Or okay, it's but have be you? That? Did you tell him that it's not happening? You, you can't tell a teenager that though. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, 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 hold on. Okay, uh, question, listen, question, listen, question. Uh, can you uh, tell him it's your, your gonna, okay? It's going to happen it. then. The governor said it's gonna happen. Man, the governor said a lot of things. Mostly, he said it's time for dinner. That's most things I heard. Um, (laughs) No, seriously. What do you mean, Jr. You can't. He's a man. I mean, he's a man, but he's still a young man. You still got to give him some sort of uh, semblance of hope. You know, to to, he's gonna have his senior year. He's gonna have some. Right. You give him. You 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 prepare. You tell him to focus on what happens after that senior year, because that's what's important. The senior year might be rocky. It might be a untraditional like in, in terms of his entire uh you know schooling but at that high school experience like that senior year you got to give the best experience that he, he could possibly it ain't have. about that that's garbage you just yeah. got to get through it you just got to limp to the finish line <laughs> and then you get out and, and you get out and you get on with your real life this yeah. is the holding pattern and at 18 we gonna let you out of that holding pattern because we think you're gonna act right mm-hmm. if you was raised right like mo said he raised them. I, I don't know man. Right. like for me my, my senior yeah. year meant a lot to me so i still look back at that like my senior year of high school and then like it kind of, i don't want to say it molded me 100 percent, but it was it, it, it was a fraction of how i who i am now how, how so I don't know, just like that experience, like me becoming from a teenager to becoming a man, just like having, like knowing that last year of like having my friends and who my friends really are. and you know, Yeah, that's your transition. Yeah. yeah, that's your transitionatory year. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And you just kind of realize a lot of stuff. Like, you know, you become a little like a lot. It's, well, the first it's a, thing you got to realize, it ain't happening. Yeah, no, <laughs> but you got to make it as normal as possible, though. I mean. No, 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 you don't, man. Life doesn't have to be like nobody's suffering here. Most most kids are not suffering. 
No, they're not. No, no, no they are not. That's not. my not that's that's my point. But I know even though they're good and they have good parents and they've been raised right, yo, that's that was my ultimate point. Not necessarily about high school, but about a seventeen year old. This is the toughest for this group of that age range. Uh, maybe from. When when, you, when do your parents really let you out of the house a little bit to give you that first taste? Is it 16 when you have a, a learner's permit or a driver's license? When do you, can you go on dates? Like that's that kind of stuff, that early first formative relationships with a little bit of independence where your daddy not dropping you off at the movie theater anymore. You're driving. You're picking the girl right. up. You're a right. man. Like you're doing adult-type things, kind of like a dry run, and all of that is shut down right now for something – I'm talking as a 17-year-old – for something that ain't really – Man, it ain't bothered me or any of my friends. Now, my homeboy grandma died, but, you know, I'm going to run with the line she was old. That's what old right. people do. That's what old people do. We cash them out. Um, It would be tough. Also, it's tough for kids that age. I'm talking like I know one, but I just know that you can't really go to work. Uh, you may live with your parents still, and you're kind of trapped, and you have – just become 17, 18, you just getting there, and all of a sudden they shut it down on you. And all that little freedom that you just are starting to get used to and comfortable with is gone. And you look up to your parents at first. And you see the kids look at us first, right? They, they, they see how we're doing. And when a lot of parents, you may be looking at your kids right now as school approaches, and they're looking at you and they're saying, well, what is the plan? Or they may be coming up to you saying, I don't really feel like there's a plan. I, I am hearing that we have to go to school at the beginning of August, and that is the plan to five days a week. Because two or three days is not, not going to work. That's just more upheaval. The goal is to get kids back to school. The time? Well, I think a plan and numbers, we are talking about school. There's math in school. There's also science. So let's stick with that. The plan has to be in place. The time is dependent on the numbers. We have to decide when the numbers matter. Because if we were going by the numbers that we went that led to our first alarm shutdown, I was told we didn't want the hospitals to get overrun. Well, what do we have now? But Betsy DeVos. I've, ne I've <laughs> never She's seen. She's an idiot. <laughs> I've never. Yeah, she definitely is an idiot. I've never seen anyone with a more vacant, just doofus looking stare when she repeats the same garbage that I don't even think she believes. And I wish she had some kids. I wish these politicians had some goddamn skin in the game. I wish she had some kids. Exactly. Had, I wish you had to go. just like sending people to war. You all rah, rah, rah. You want to do this, and you don't want to send nobody related to you. Um, anyway, I, I just don't know. You know what I wish she had? What? What's that? I wish she had a degree in education. I wish she had a resume that qualified her for the job. Mm. Betsy, Betsy DeVos is a rich old lady that should not be worried about trying to get some kind of clout, getting a department, getting a, a cabinet position, and she need to ride out her days in Michigan. Mm. It, look. I, well, doesn't she live down here? I think her husband knows the manager, Man, right? that's because they, they went shopping for a team, wherever they can set it up. Yeah. They made that money off Amway. Yeah, they did.
Not that that's bad. I'm saying it like that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you made your money off Amway, you billionaire. <laughs> y'all messed up the magic. Y'all made Dwight Howard leave. Y'all got rid of uh, Van Gundy. Y'all messed that team up. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you're going to mess up education. Let's, uh, okay, so she did an interview Sunday, and it's been on. You know an interview's good, Mo, when you have your interview like on CNN, and then everybody plays your full clip with your CNN tags and all of that on it on other stations, ABC, CBS. Like, they just run with it like, did you see this? Here's the competition. Okay. She kept repeating, no matter what question was asked, and the question was the million-dollar question. What is the plan to send kids back to school safely? Well, kids need to go back to school. Like, she just kept repeating that they have to go back to school. And Dana Bash was just looking like, man, that I see them earning that money, man, when they can keep that straight face. She might have twitched. I, I might have twitched a little bit. Her eyeball might have twitched. Just, you had to look at it real hard, though. But that was her reaction. Here is her. And, and like it's, I, I, I went halfway through the uh, thing because it was just repetitive, repetitive. Kids got to go back to school. What about God? What are the guidelines? Well, I don't know. Guidelines. Guidelines are different. Okay, let's play Betsy DeVos. Rule has got to be that I, kids go I, I to just, learn. I want to just tell you that I don't know that it's clear because the CDC guidelines uh, let, do lay out steps in which they see a vision for returning to school safely, and I don't hear that coming from you. Well, I, I know for a fact that there are many schools that have been working hard to put together their plans for moving ahead. And we want to see every school district, every state doing the same thing to say not okay. what we can't do, but what we're going to do and what we can do. What are experts telling you about the appropriate level of transmission for a school before it has to shut down? Well, I know that that's an area that the CDC is helping to provide further insight into. Um, I, I can't, as a non-physician or a non-medical expert, tell you precisely what to do in the case of one child in a classroom or five child, children in a classroom. But the, the key is every school should have plans for that situation to right, be able to pivot and ensure that kids can continue learning uh, at a distance if they have to for a short period of time. you're the Secretary of Education. You're asking students to go back. So why do you not have guidance on what a school should do just weeks before you want those schools to reopen? And what happens if it faces <clears throat> an outbreak? You know, there's really good examples that have uh, been utilized in the private sector <laughs> and, in, and elsewhere, <laughs> also with okay. frontline workers and hospitals. And all of that data and all of that information and all of those examples can be referenced I, not, by school okay, leaders. But I'm not hearing have, a plan from the, the Department of Education. Do you have a plan but for, the, for the, what you, students the and plan, what schools should do? So, Schools should do what's right on the ground at that time for their students and for their situation. No plan. There is no one plan. uniform approach. <laughs> right. She said there's no. Hey, stop it, Jr. She said there's no one unified approach. That is the definition and, of no and, plan. And, <laughs> and she's and she's also saying schools should do what they feel they should. Whatever they should do. She backs the. But she backs the president taking away funding if they don't open, and if they she, don't do what she wants. And then them to she do. went right it's back so to the. She went right back to the <laughs> CDC guidelines. Uh, 
Uh, Rewind that and let's play a little bit. Oh, man. I just, I wish I had more TVs to break. (laughs) I would go buy five of them right now so I could just throw bricks at them. Go go ahead. One uniform approach that we can take or should take nationwide. But can I just ask you, of a school in the city of Detroit are very, in my home state, in the city of Detroit, would be very different than that of a school in the Upper Peninsula Exactly, and that's the point. That's completely understandable. Mm -hmm. But you are arguing over and over that they should handle this on a local level, but at the same time, as the Secretary of Education, (laughs) you are trying to, to push them to do uh, a one-size-fits-all approach, which is go back and reopen schools. You can't have it both ways. <clears throat> I am urging all schools to be re- to open to. and to be providing their students a full-time education. Anything, we all oh, acknowledge <laughs> that that could and may well look different in okay, a certain... Okay, let's stop. As you can see, they are talking in oh various circles where... Well, she Dana is. Bash, <laughs> well, Dana Bash can't get her to just say we don't have a plan. Hey, it's up to y'all to figure out how to do it. We say open, or we'll take your money. I mean, that's literally what that, it is. right you do. She it. is pointing. She is very clearly pointing out the hypocrisy in saying schools should do what they feel on an individual basis, but right. trying to get a one size fits all. Hey, open up, or you're losing funding. Yeah. Man. People, okay. people with kids are losing it. I know teachers that are losing it. My mom's been retired for huh, my mom's been retired almost for 10 years now. She's losing it still. She has teachers Don't and friends kids. And, 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 you know, administrators calling her and they're talking about, you know, how they would do it. They're picking brains of, of people. I know online education is not the best, but let's make it the best we can for the, the moment that we have to do it. Because right now, you can get yourself a $50,000 uh, tuition, 50000 a year for online classes at Harvard. Bro, $50,000, Mo, to sit and watch videos. That's an expensive uh, Netflix account. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Are you ready to send your kids to school? What, um, what directions are you following? What guidelines? You're ready to send your kids to school based on what? The evidence that shut the schools down. It's it's uh oh man you thought that was bad, look at it now. I'm just saying we, we reacted so hard, we reacted back you know back in March early March we reacted back when we were supporting Dr. Fauci and now we're worse than ever. Did we listen to him? Did we have a plan? I, I, I want to say it's Georgia, but it was today a camp had to shut down because 55 kids got the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> But we want to open up the schools in August, September. The state of California has already um, nixed the idea of kids attending school physically for the fall. So as California goes the rest of the nation, excuse me, let's take a couple of calls. People want to talk about whether they're ready to send their kids to school. Let's talk to Paul on line one. Hey, guys. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Good. Hey, um, the only thing I wanted to say was that nobody is compelling anyone to send their kids to school. I mean, you can always choose to homeschool your children. Well, and that's the thing. I I think that's that's the problem. What if you don't have the means to um, adequately homeschool? I don't think homeschooling was as successful as everybody thought. Pardon me? I don't think homeschooling was as successful as everybody thought it was going to be. It's also, not an option. It's not an no, option for everybody. It's, it's not an option for, for everybody. Parents who are concerned. 
Yeah, I know, but those parents may not have the option to homeschool their kids. And Paul, when you say no one is, you say no one is compelling kids to go to school. The president is threatening to take funding away from schools that don't open. It doesn't get, uh, you don't get a clear, a more clear cut case of uh, compelling than that. Absolutely not. No, I mean, yes, absolutely, yes, Paul. Uh, hold on, hold on. We're having a calm discussion here. Um, I know. Damn. Why, why, why does the, the removal of federal funding from the school system force parents to send their kids to school? It forces schools to open up, and it forces parents that decide to keep their kids away from school to now be behind an eight ball, or now not be. Not, it forces those schools not to set up a proper online course. It takes people off of a even playing field. Plus, when schools reopen fully, I don't want to send my kid to a school that hasn't been getting the proper funding. And it, it's immaterial what the reasons are. Your word was no one is compelling your kids to go to school, and that's categorically false it isn't it isn't Domo, because yes it is though <laughs> you said no one it's not about what what the parents can choose you said no one is compelling your kids to go to school that is categorically false when the president says if the schools don't open it he doesn't want them to open without you sending your kid to school he wants them to open so that your kids are forced to go to school five so days some, a week yeah, so someone is compelling Yes. Paul, yeah. Paul, so, five five days a week, Paul. Yes. So someone okay. you make, so what, they want them fully open. So what is the, what is the punishment if you choose not to send your children? Paul, Paul let me ask you something. <laughs> did you did you miss school when they explained the meaning of the word compelling? Compel? <laughs> did you? Because it doesn't matter. You said no one is compelling your kids to go to school. That is categorically false. Uh, I think we have to agree to disagree. Okay, on that. Paul, I have a question. I have a, a question for you, Paul. Do you do you think it is safe for the kids to return to school five days a week? Absolutely. Okay, that's all I needed to know. You're an idiot. I said that calm. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for calling, Paul. Man, don't you ever, don't you ever tell anybody on my show how they need to talk or how they need to drive. If you want to be mad, be mad. If you want to be happy, be happy. Oh, we're having a calm. That's like, yo, man, that's that's what I'm talking about right there. That guy was a Paul. You know, that's your culture. You get excited when you get something that interests you. Something you got, you got blood, you got skin in the game. Paul probably don't have no kids because he can't get a proper erection. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I don't know nothing about that man's erection. All right. See, I'm better than that. I just didn't appreciate that. I didn't want to interrupt because we were making a big man. Don't let him tell you how you supposed to address Listen, him. I didn't. I maybe didn't you want to be. Hey, maybe you, you want to be a it. dick. Maybe you want to be a dick today. I feel like being a dick. You know how many times I'd have been happy when I wasn't. I agree. <laughs> okay, I want to be a straight on dick today. I get it. All right, I'm joking. Let's talk to Jim on line three. Let's talk. It's about the kids, man. Hey guys, how are you hey, doing? Sorry Good about that. Thing. Sorry about that, Jim. I would never say those things about you. No problem. All right. Hey, listen, I don't agree with the president. No way should the kids be sent to school. But parents are at their wits' end. What are they going to do? They got work. They got to send their kids. They yes. got to train them at home. What's going on? I mean, it's a dilemma. Okay. One thing the subject oh, okay. I'm calling about is testing. Maybe you guys can explain this to me. Testing. Why are people lining up to get tested? Because today they get tested. In two weeks, they get the results. Tonight, they go to a bar. They get infected. 
what in the world was the eight-hour wait to get tested for? Jim, you brought up a great point that I was going to bring to the table a little bit later on. The fact that people are going to get tested, Mo, but they're not stopping their lives until they get the results, which kind of like your, your test is mute, moot as soon as you leave. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, it like does not even make any sense anymore. Um, it's like uh, so I, I don't understand it. I, I don't either, to be honest with you. I, I don't understand it. And I also even though the testing, I'm not saying it's pointless. I think you should get tested if you think you've been exposed or you think you have it or something like that, you know, Um but that's yeah. the reason. If you think that you have some of the conditions that say you're infected, go get tested. Yeah, but, but, but Jim, hold on. But we also what about what about asymptomatic spreaders? It, that's that, that is one of the issues, though. That does uh, take a different stand, definitely. Right. It's what it's Not interesting. Everybody, what's the percentage <clears throat> of asymptomatic? What oh man, the that's the if, yo. If you knew that, we're gonna call you Jim Fauci. <laughs> and I'm gonna say it's interesting, Jim, that you bring this up. We just I just received every TSA agent just received a mass uh, email text uh, at rather from our uh, director, from the president, from, no, no, from the TSA director, uh, deputy director, that stated that there's a a, a a large amount of TSA agents that are out because there will be people that will feel like they have symptoms but still come to work they'll go get tested but in the interim they're still coming yes. to work and they say, and he stated if you if you're on one of your days off and you start to feel symptomatic call a supervisor and they will let you know whether they want you to come in or not uh, the answer is right. no. Don't Definitely. come in. Hey, Jim, right. Jim, also, if you look at the countries, like look at South Korea, if you have some time and you see how they got rid of it, massive amounts of testing with quick turnaround, quick turnaround. Right. But you know what they're doing there? They're putting their people at home. They're not letting them go out. They're not it, well, letting them go to the Walmart but, without a mask. But Jim, that's the price, guests, that's the price of eat. freedom. That's the price of freedom, Jim. Oh, man. What do you want? It's sick. America. We're getting sick, so you gotta hit. Hey you gotta nip it in the bud. I mean, we got a president who wants to get reelected. More, more importantly than whatever you're talking about, Kevin, you got to nip no, it in the bud. Nah, man, we can't get Barney Fife on him. <laughs> Jim, no, no, he's he's talking the wrong thing. Sending our kids off to school too early is wrong. I, I know. This governor that we have also is not mandating he needs to mandate that's what we need. We need he's, people wearing masks. Well, he's not mandating. He's emulating Trump. Uh, wrong. Wrong. Sorry, guys, but listen, great show. Thanks. Thanks All for right. taking my call. Jim, good luck, man. By the way, it, it, it need be stated when, I, I mean, and I think a lot of this gets lost when people are talking about not sending kids to school. Again, they're not talking about canceling the school year. They're saying the well, next two months would be, ext well, I know, <laughs> but <laughs> let's just, they're saying certainly you don't need a fall session. And the other thing is when people go, well, what are the parents going to do? It's not every kid. If you've got a 12 to seven, 18 year old, they don't need you home to watch them. If you have someone that is not in school at all for like one to four, you'd have them in the daycare anyway. So you, there's like three, Mo, four to five years of children that you have to worry about with parents being home. And that's it, four to five. People are smart, and when it comes to their kids, if they have any resources to be able to keep their kids out of school, the day they open those schools up, You'll see it. You, you'll just see it. It's kind of like how, um, you know, you, you have a couple of people calling up saying that it's not, you know, right or whatever. And then you have a couple of people that are saying it's no big deal. But at the end of the day, I guarantee you on day one, you're not going to see a lot of 
kids there, and you're not going to see a lot of teachers there either. Right. Because what's missing in the conversation, this goes as so far as your staff can go. If How many at-risk people do you have working on your staff? Because when you don't have a staff to teach, then it's online anyway. 